0: Father, thank you for your word. And thank you, God, and we receive it for the anointing of your Holy Spirit, God. Thank you. Thank you that your word is going to change lives and is doing so now, God, even through the wives that are listening and the husbands that are listening and the wives-to-be and the husbands-to-be that are listening. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Hebrews 4.12, if you don't have, if you haven't, already learned it to quote it let's go ahead on and quote it if not read it in your word and it starts out we say i believe because when we declare that we believe god's word and then we begin to say god's word we are declaring it as truth i believe i believe for the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow and is a discerning of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. I believe that means we are establishing God's word as truth. Even before we begin his word. Amen. I'm excited. Kingdom husband. The characteristics of a kingdom husband. Part three. Um, and also before we begin. If you missed any of the parts, if you missed any of um, the prayers, because we pray every day, Monday through Sunday at 12 noon. We pray specifically for men on Thursdays at 8 p.m. We pray specifically for women on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. If you miss any of these prayer times, if you miss any of the teachings, you can go to YouTube. We now have a YouTube channel which is BTW Worship and Deliverance Center. Um, They are being posted on YouTube. We're also being posted on um, podcast and Spotify, Google. So you'll be able to pick up these teachings and even more as time go on. If, and I'm going to put this out here, if you have a specific subject that you would like to have uh, mentioned or you would like to um, see developed uh, a subject that you want to learn more about, uh, go ahead on and send me a text message. I'll uh, Send it to 408 509-1099 and let me pray and see what God wants me to do to develop that message for you. Amen. Alright. Kingdom Husband. Characteristics of a Kingdom Husband Part 3. So we know that First of all, that a kingdom husband has to be in position because in order to lead, you've got to have someone to lead you. And the only one to lead a kingdom husband is the God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit, the king of the kingdom, which is God. So we want to make sure that that husband is in position. So we're going to go ahead and recap the kingdom husband, nine through 15. Then we're going to pick up at number 16. So the kingdom husband, number nine, is a husband that's not ashamed of his wife. And that's Genesis 2, 24 through 25. Number 10, a kingdom husband knows God as the Lord of his life. That's Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5. Number 11, a kingdom husband has the mind of Christ. So he knows how to lead, 1 Corinthians 2, 16. Number 12, a kingdom husband is still in position long after the wedding day. Number 13, a kingdom husband does not hit or abuse his wife. She is now part of his rib. Ephesians 5, 28 through 33. Number 14, a kingdom husband has made a covenant with his eyes and his eyes is for his wife only. Job 31, 1, 7, 9 through 10. Number 15, a kingdom husband is satisfied with her body to love him. That means his intimacy that he receives is from his wife. Proverbs 5, 15 through 20. Now let's pick up on part three. Number 16, a kingdom husband has his own Wife, no polygamy, one wife with whom he is faithful. Turn with me to First Corinthians 7, 1 through 2. First Corinthians 7, 1 through 2. So when God created Adam, he created Eve. He didn't create Belinda or Linda or Sherry, or Susie. He created Eve. Polygamy started with Limelech, I'm sorry. polygamy started with Limelech. Polygamy is not what God wants. God doesn't want you to have more than one wife. He only wants you to have one wife, just one. So, when you, I've heard men say, I'm going to have two wives. On Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm going to have Jill. And on Thursdays and Fridays uh, or Tuesdays and Fridays, I'm going to have Jane. That's not of God. That's not what God desires. One wife. And that one wife is specifically supposed to be for the rest of your life, the rest of her life. Um, whoever won deceased first so a kingdom man when he marries he marries not to remarry this is not a a testing this is not a trial i'm going to test this out and see if it works and if it doesn't work i'm going to divorce her and get someone else when a kingdom man marries that is his wife and his only wife that's a kingdom man now remember there is an exception to everything So you say, well, what if I, I, I've married twice and my second wife, I'm now a kingdom husband and my second wife is a kingdom wife. Great. Start from there. Mm -hmm. There is, there is God's grace and mercy for repentance. Okay. Number um, one, kingdom husband has his own wife. So let's read it. Now concerning the things wherefore ye wrote unto me, It is good for a man not to touch a woman. So a kingdom man before he becomes a kingdom husband is not out sampling. He's not going through the buffet. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. Number two, nevertheless to avoid fornication. So a kingdom man before he does not render his body to acts of fornication that means that if he's not rendering his body to acts of fornication he is not setting himself up to fornicate the scripture says to avoid all appearances of evil if you are putting yourself in position and we each if you've been intimate before you know your triggers you know what's going to trigger you to want to be intimate so you avoid those triggers and you avoid someone Um, resting on those triggers so that fornication won't happen because God said nevertheless to avoid fornication let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. So God said in order to avoid fornication have your own wife have your own husbands. Okay? Number 17 Kingdom husband gives his wife Physical love that is due her. 1 Corinthians 7, 3. That means, men, you do not withhold intimacy. We touched on that a bit last week. You do not withhold intimacy from your wife because when you marry, your body, just like her body, belongs to her. As well as her body belongs to you. And intimacy is meant for marriage. And there are too many men, too many wives that I counsel whose husband won't touch her. He hasn't touched me in two years. He hasn't touched me in five years. He hasn't touched me. He doesn't hold me. He doesn't kiss me. He doesn't He doesn't do anything toward me. If you are intentionally, and I'm not talking about for medicinal reasons because medically there is something that needs to be dealt with I'm talking about intentionally you are withholding yourself from your wife so God said let the husband render unto his wife due benevolence do benevolence give to her give yourself to her give that passion to her. Give that love to her. That's commanded by God. That is a command. It is not an option. And remember, when you leave this earth, you will stand before God to be held accountable for how you have treated your wife as a kingdom husband. Number 19. Number 18. Kingdom husbands God has declared you as head. Ephesians five twenty three. Ephesians five twenty three. And let's go ahead on and read it. Why submit yourself? I'm sorry. 523 for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body so let's look at this a little closer husbands you are head of the wife how did we first see this demonstrated in scripture when adam when god created adam and he placed him in the garden god had told adam about the garden that he should not touch, the tree that was in the garden that he should not touch. When he created Eve, he placed Adam and Eve in that garden. When Eve gave in to the deception of the enemy of Satan, and God came walking in the cool of the evening and he asked where was Adam and where was Eve? And what they had done. And he asked Adam. God confronted Adam first. God already knew what they had done. And he knew what Eve had done. But he didn't confront Eve. He confronted Adam. Why? Because Adam was the head. God has placed husbands as the head of the house. The wives set the tone, but the husband is the head. If the husband sets the rules and the guidelines and he has walked with his wife and what should be done in that home, it is up to the wife to fulfill that. But the husband is the head. And when you stand before God, husbands, you're going to be held accountable for how you ran your home. How and what you allowed Under the roof of your home. The scripture says that the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Does the church tell God what to do, or does God tell the church what to do? Who is the head of the church? God is head of the church. He is the one that leads, he is the one that guides. And the shepherd of the church should listen to the leading and the guiding of God. That is the reason why so many churches are off base right now is because it's politically ran instead of God ran. God wants to run the church. He wants to be the head of the church. He wants to be the head of the husbands. You are the savior. You are the one to protect. You are the one to love you are the one that is given the responsibility as head number 19 kingdom husbands are to love their wives as their own body Ephesians 5 stay in the same chapter we're going to look at verses 25 26 28 and 20 and 33 we read some of these scriptures last week and we're going to go into a little bit more detail kingdom husbands are to love their wives as his own body as his own body God commanded husbands to love his wife four times that's how serious it is to God love your wives so let's read verse 25 husbands love your wife command. That's a command. That's not an option. That's not something that you have to choose to do. That is a command. If you don't love her, husbands don't marry her because when you marry her, you make her your wife. And if God says, husbands love your wife, why are you marrying someone you don't love? Is it because she looks good? Is it because she's a nice arm candy for you? What is it? Why are you? Oh, I She can take care of your children. She can cook good. So you marry her for the wrong reasons, but you don't love her. God said, husbands, love your wives. He said it four times. Pause. Love your wives. That is a command of God. So you say, well, you know, I don't love my wife so I can divorce her. No. You go to God. You say, God, in the name of your son, Jesus, You have it written here in Ephesians 5th chapter and the 25th verse. And you command me to love my wife. I'm having a difficulty, God. I used to love her, but I don't love her no more. But you know, love is by choice, right? But I want to love her. You're going to have to teach me how to love my wife. Why? Because you're a kingdom husband. If you're a man from the street or if you're a man of the world, then you'll do what the men of the world do. What do they do? They divorce her and get somebody else that they love. For the next six months or the next year until they go off to somebody else and they love someone else a man of the world will have his wife to cook and to clean and take care of the kids while he off loving somebody else but see you're different than that right you're a kingdom man and a kingdom man god says and he knows in his mind because he listened he has a direction that god said husband love your wives that is a command So, God, because I love you first and because it is a command, I need you to help me, show me, work through me, do it through me to love my wife. Because it's a command, God. It says, even as Christ also loved the church and he gave himself for it, Christ gave himself for the church as a kingdom husband, you are to give yourself for your wife if she is not good enough for you to give yourself for to lay down your life for why are you marrying her why are you considering marrying her why did you marry her and she's not good enough to lay your life down verse 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the word with the washing of water by the word so he sanctifies her. Sanctified means that he takes that wife and he set her aside. He sets her aside and he sets her apart from sin. A kingdom husband will not put his kingdom wife in a position to sin. A kingdom husband will wash her with the word. But if the kingdom husband is not being washed with the word, from God, how can he wash his wife? It says that what he does is he sanctifies her and he cleanses her. That's what God does for the church, and that's what God expects for the kingdom husband to do for the wife: is to wash her with the word. So let me ask you this, kingdom husband: Do you wash your wives with the word? When was the last time that you sat down with your wife and said, "Honey, let's let's Bible study"? What do you think about the scripture I just read? Or let's read the word together. Let's study together. Let's go through a session together. How are you washing your wife with the word? But yet you expect your wife to submit to you. You expect your wife to reverence you. You expect your wife to honor you. God said in your word that you're to honor me, that you're to respect me, that you're to submit to me. But what are you doing for your wife? Are you washing her with the word? Are you sanctifying her? Are you loving her the way Christ said that a husband is supposed to love his wife? Four times. Verse 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Love your wife as your own body. As your own body, do you get up in the morning and not wash your body? Do you not love your body? I mean, if you don't love your body and you don't love yourself, then maybe you'll find it difficult to love another human being call your wife. So you need to take that before prayer if you're a kingdom man. But if you're a kingdom man and you're walking in the ways of God, God said, Kingdom men love your wife as your own body. Don't sit back and expect for her to be a slave to you. Can you love her? Honey, cook for me. Bring me food. Have you cooked for her? Have you brought her food? Honey, massage my feet. Have you massaged her? Are you loving her the way you expect for her to love you as your own body? Washing her with the word, sanctifying her with the word because she's supposed to be a help And we're going to talk about that next week. When the kingdom woman comes into your life, she comes into your life as a help to help you. But you have to wash her, sanctify her, Keep her on that holy ground of righteousness for God's sake so that she can be your helpmeet. Not withhold from her, not beat her, not hit her, not emotionally abuse her, physically abuse her, mentally abuse her, but wash her, sanctify her. Verse 33. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. Love his wife. Four times God said it. It's serious. When God repeats something, it's serious. Peter, feed my sheep. Peter, feed my sheep. Husbands, love your wives. Husbands, love your wives. Husbands, Love your wives. It is not an option. It is a command from God. If you cannot love her, don't marry her. If you've married her and you loved her once, then you need to ask God to help me to love her again because you commanded me so. And because I love you so much, God, and I want to obey you, then I'm asking you to help me to love this woman that you've given to me, this wife, that you've given to me because it's your command. Number twenty. Number twenty, kingdom husband, live with your wife according to knowledge. First Peter three, seven. First Peter three and seven. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell. With them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. All right. So let's look at that one. When you find a wife, the scripture says, when a man findeth a wife, he findeth a good thing and obtain favor from God when you obtain favor from god and you marry that wife she is your gift from god because your marriage is supposed to represent the relationship that god has with the church so let's look at four words dwell knowledge honor and that your prayers won't be hindered so when god says likewise ye husbands dwell with them, live with them. That means you are in constant communication with them. You are in constant communion with your wife. You are living with her. You are not just cohabitating like roommates. You're living with her. So that's the first command of God. Husband, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. That word knowledge is defined as truth, facts. How much about your wife do you know? Have you studied her? Do you have your PhD? And I tell wives this all the time, get your PhD in your husband's Stop envying women who are Dr. So-and-so. So what? Do you have your doctorate in your husband? Do you know your husband? Do you know his likes, his dislikes, the colors? Do you know when that man walks through the door from a hard day, something happened? Because when that man walks through that door, next week <laughs> wives we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks we'll talk about kingdom women next week husbands let me stay focused husbands you need your PhD in your wife let's say your wife stays at home and she takes care of the kids and you're out working when you come home And her attitude is different and something is different. Do you take the time to find out why? Or are you so concerned that you had a long day that you just want her to serve as you, take care of you? What about her day? Pray with your wife. Listen to your wife. Know your wife. Get your Ph.D. in your wife. She is supposed to be a helpmate to you. She cannot be a help me to you if all you're concerned about is what's going to please you. What's going to make you happy? What's going to make your life easier? She can't be a help me to you if you are not concerned about the things that concerns her. What does she like? What's her favorite color? What type of food does she like? Every woman don't like flowers. Does yours? Every woman don't like chocolate candy. Does yours? Every woman doesn't want a man that's always up under them. She wants a little space every now and then. How about yours? What do you know about your wife? How does she sleep? What side does she sleep on? Her right side, left side? Did she sleep on her back or her stomach? How do you know when she didn't have a good night's sleep while you were snoring? (laughs) And you woke up. How do you know that her night was filled with tossing and turning and maybe she had a bad dream? What countenance on her will let you know that your wife didn't sleep well? Do you know your wife? Dwell with her according to knowledge. How do you know when she just don't feel like cooking that day? Does she have to tell you? Or do you know? Because you're so used to you coming in every single day and there's a full course meal there. So you think that's what you're supposed to do. But what if one day she doesn't decide, she decides, I really don't feel like cooking today. How do you know? How do you know when she's juggled the kids and juggled the school and juggled going here and doing that and going to the cleaners and, and she's tired and she just doesn't want to juggle one more thing. How do you know, husbands? Do you have your PhD in your wife? Are you dwelling with them? According to knowledge, what is the fact about your wife? What is it? What is her tolerance level? What is it? What is it, dear husbands? See, a kingdom husband will take the time to know his wife. What is she afraid of? And then what are you doing to ease that fear? Are you praying with her? Are you ministering to her? What are you doing, kingdom husband? Honor. That word honor is defined as respect, hold, and esteem. Is that what you do for your wife? Do you hold your wife in high esteem or do you belittle her with words? Do you speak unkind words to her? Do you respect her? Do you demand that any foot that steps through that door respects your wife? Or do you allow your children, her children, anybody else's children to come in and disrespect your wife? See, because God says, let's read it again, giving honor unto the wife. See, if you don't honor your wife, then you can't see when somebody else dishonors her. Mm. Mm. If you don't respect your wife, you can't see when somebody else disrespects her. You don't. Draw the line with the things that you say to her. So anybody else can come in and say anything to her. Husbands honor, hold in high esteem, respect your wife. Last one. It says honor her as unto the weaker vessel. Does it mean that she's a weak woman? (laughs) most men take that for granted and they think that a woman is weak but that's not what it means being the weaker vessel and honor her as a weaker vessel is not allowing your wife to take headship that belongs to you not allowing the wife to take situations and circumstances control of situations and circumstances That belong to you. Now she may be stronger than you. And communicating or negotiating. But that's something that you guys discuss together. And you discuss that with her. You honor her as a weaker vessel. But you allow her to do it. The weaker vessel. Number four. Your prayers won't be hindered. When you don't honor her, when you don't dwell with her, live with her, live in knowledge and in truth, have the facts about your wife, your PhD, respect her in high esteem. God said you can't get a prayer through. So why are you going to church, deacon? Why are you going to church, pastor? Why are you going to church, apostle? Why are you going to church, Bishop, Usher, song leader, minister of music? Choir leader, leader, author of a book, Christian book. I'm a Christian man, but you don't honor your wife. You're not living with her according to knowledge. You don't even know her. You don't have your PhD in her to even understand a change in her. You don't understand her. So how are you getting a prayer through? How are you coming in feeling like you all... Mr. Know-it-all in the word of God. (laughs) And you're going to pray for the brothers and you're going to pray for the sisters. And you haven't even prayed for your wife. You don't even know your wife. You haven't even honored your wife. God said you can't get a prayer through. So don't come praying for me when you haven't prayed for the gift that God has given to you. Mm -hmm. Don't pray for me. Because you can't get a prayer through. You're wasting your breath. Go home and get things right with your wife before you begin to start praying for everybody in your church. Why? Because they honor you. Why? Because they hold you up. They they think that you're Mr. Holy or Mr. Righteous Man. And wow, look how anointed he is. He's not anointed. He's got a religious spirit on him. Because if he was truly anointed by the word of God, he would be dwelling with his wife. According to knowledge, he would honor his wife and then he can get a prayer through. That's an anointed man. Not a man that knows how to stir up emotions. Not a man that knows how to make you feel good and you walked away. Feeling good. Brother so-and-so prayed for me and brother so-and-so's wife is at home in tears because he's dishonored her. He's disrespected her. He's called her out of her name. He's said ugly things about her. He's withheld from her. He's done so many things, but you think he's holy. That man ain't gonna get no prayer through. You better watch women and men who you ask to pray for. Number 21, kingdom husbands does not seek divorce or separation. 1 Corinthians 7, 27. Go back over to Corinthians and we're almost done. 1 Corinthians 7, 27. Here we go. Art thou bound into a wife? Are you married? Let's put it in plain English. You guys like that plain English, right? <laughs> are thou bound unto a wife? Are you married? I'm, I'm just, I'm going to start right here. See, there are too many people out here who are married. I've been married for 10 years. Where's your wife? We're not together. We haven't been together for 10 years. So, who is this over here? That's my girlfriend. Huh? Really? And you're going straight to hell. Art thou bound unto a wife? If you have legal rights for a divorce, get divorced. Stop holding on and hanging on to that wife 10, 12, 15, 5, 7 years. And you dating somebody else. And she's thinking she going to be the next Mrs. Mm -hmm. And you married to somebody else. You men do that. But not a kingdom man. See a kingdom man won't do that. So this message is for kingdom men. Aren't you bound to a wife? Seek not to be loosed. Quit looking for an open door for Separation. Quit looking for an open door for a divorce. Quit looking for an open door. I've got to find a way out of here. Seek not to be loosed. Then he says, are thou loosed from a wife? Seek not a wife. You're already divorced. Don't try to get married again. Unless it's led by God. Unless it's God led, God ordained. That means you're in position, kingdom man, to hear from God, to know that the next wife that you're going to marry is of God. And she's of God because she's a kingdom wife. That's one. But she's of God because she knows she's your helpmate and she's coming alongside the ministry that God has given to you. Not just the wife but a kingdom wife, not just a kingdom wife, but a wife that's designed for you. Number 22. First Corinthians. Chapter 13, verse 11. And I think this one was the hardest for me to develop. First Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. My intentions and any message that I ever give is never to offend, never to offend. So if I offend, I apologize. If it convicts you, go to your knees and ask God to help you. Repent to God. There are too many men that are boys getting married. There are too many men who think that your performance in the bed makes you a man. But when you stand up, you're a boy. There are too many men and kingdom men because a kingdom man marries a kingdom woman. A kingdom man has God as a head of his life. But there are too many kingdom men who say that they're kingdom men. And they're still little boys. They are a child. They operate as a child. They think as a child. They act as a child. They have childish behaviors. They have childish responses. But they call themselves a man because they feel like, well, you know, um, I've got the apparatus of a man. That doesn't make you a man when i was a child i spake as a child i understood as a child i thought as a child but when i became a man i put away childish things it talked to nothing about the physical realm that does not make you a man it makes you a male species but not a man when i was a child that means a young boy who needed to be guided, who needed to be led, who needed somebody to tell him what to do, who needed someone to show him just the basics of life. A child, let me teach you how to tie your shoe. A child, let me teach you which fork to eat with, which spoon to use, how to cut up your meat, how to go in the kitchen and help your wife. A child, Help your mom cook. Help your mom clean up. When I was a child, I spake as a child. That means that there was no filter before my mouth. I spoke anything that I wanted to speak. See, that's a child. We have to teach children, honey, little Johnny. You just can't say those things. Well, my mommy, she looks like she's having a baby. The woman has a tumor. Because little Johnny, you can't say that. She's sick. Oh, I, I I didn't know. See, when you're a child, you don't have a filter on your mouth. So you speak things to your wife that should not even be said. Matter of fact, as a kingdom man, they shouldn't even have thoughts in your mind. Because every thought is brought brought into captivity to the foot of Jesus. So it shouldn't even be a thought. But if you're a child, not only are you going to think it, you're going to say it. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. That means I have the mindset of a child. So when I process things, I process it through an immature mind. Learn your wife. Learn her. Know her. Know the woman. Every woman is different. Your wife is different. Below at least the basics of a wife. Of a woman. Every woman has a different mindset when it comes to having children. What's your wife's? How do you know if she's not going through postpartum depression? How do you know that she can't handle nursing or breastfeeding how do you know that have you studied every woman can't so why you put that pressure on her understand your wife. every woman doesn't know how to clean can you teach her if you wanted that clean teacher and if you really wanted that clean to bring in the maid understand When I was a child, I spake as a child or understood as a child. So you don't come in kicking the toys around the house and she's been home all day with the kids and you kicking toys because the house ain't clean. Or you're not understanding why the clothes are not washed. Because maybe she's not feeling good and hasn't been feeling good but didn't want to tell you because she didn't want the extra pressure. Understand. And she's had a long day at work because she's got a high executive position and she's got people depending on you. But when she comes home, she's the she's got people depending on her. But when she comes home, she's depending on you. Understand that. Understand that I thought as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, when I grew up. When I grew up in my immaturity, when I grew up in my thoughts, when I grew up in my mind, when I grew up and put a filter over my mouth, when I grew up and learned how to keep my hands to myself, you want to punch something? Go to the gym and punch a punching bag. Do that. Or go see a therapist and learn how to deal with your anger. Do that. Do that. Do that. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child. I thought as a child, you are no longer a child, kingdom man. You are a kingdom man. And the word of God from Genesis to Revelation will give you every instruction that you will ever need on this earth to live a life as a kingdom man, as a kingdom husband. As a kingdom father, as a kingdom apostle, as a kingdom bishop, as a kingdom minister, as a kingdom prayer leader, as a kingdom, whatever it is you need to do for the kingdom of God is here, right here. From Genesis to Revelation, right here. Stop perpetrating a man if you're a boy and ask God, help me to grow. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word of God, that they may grow thereby. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word of God, that they may grow. Here is your growth. Get into a group with men. Not men who are justifying their actions, but godly kingdom men. Who know how to say, I'm sorry. I haven't been the husband to you that I should have been. I'm sorry. I haven't been the kingdom husband, the kingdom father. But I want to be. Because I love God. I desire to be. Because I want to put him first. And then walk in it. Walk in it. In the name of Jesus. Walk in it. Because God said, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask kingdom men for you to renounce your will and your concept of what a kingdom husband should be. And I want you to say to God that you accept his will and his concept of a kingdom husband. So if you would repeat after me, you don't have to. But those who want to, who are convicted, even if you're convicted by one point, maybe not all five or six, but if you're convicted by one point, then say this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I renounce that I have walked in my will As a kingdom husband that you call for me to be, I renounce my will, God. And I receive, accept, and choose to now walk in the will of God as a kingdom husband, as a kingdom man, and as a kingdom father. I decree and declare from this day forward that I will search your word for truth on how I can better serve the kingdom as a kingdom man first as a kingdom husband and as a kingdom father. and if you've said that prayer send me an email Pray at btwministries.org and we will pray for you. That's pray at btwministries.org.